Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. This week, we had a tragedy take place with George Floyd, and uh, our hearts were heavy all week long. And I I just want to talk to us as a church and just you, wherever you are, just these types of circumstances that happen, these types of situations that take place really need to push us to look inward. They need to make us look at our hearts, our motives, ourselves to make sure that we are being a part of the solution and not the problem. Whenever we see things like this happen, we know this is a human thing. This is a heart condition. It's something that's deeper than the surface. It's, it's deeper than a system. It's, it's deeper than that. And we in this time, more than ever, we have to look internally and say, hey, is there anything in us? This, you know, as much as we want to, you know, shout out loud and, and point fingers, we need to look inside and say, hey, how can we be the church right now? Who, who do we have around us that we can love intentionally? Who do we have in our family that we need to reach out to? and be intentional about letting them know how valuable they are. How, how do we make a difference in the way that we act, in the way that we serve, in the way that we love? So right now, I wanna, I wanna challenge you. I wanna challenge us as a church in this pivotal time when our world is in chaos and there will be more things that happen, but our, our hearts are heavy this week. But I wanna challenge us as a church. Look for a way to be a part of the solution. It might be a conversation. It might be a text message. It might be a simple, you know, just something to reach out to somebody and just tell them, hey, I love you. Hey, I'm thinking about you. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, how are you feeling right now? And though you might not have the words to say, the solution can just be your presence. Uh, But right now the church needs to rise up and be that voice, to be the voice of love. And uh, you know, just this week, just processing what's taking place, just seeing, you know, the degree of where it's been. I know, it, you know, it's, it's something that it's not just coming out. It's not more present today. There's just more footage of it. And so us as a church, just really looking inward saying, hey, God, help us in this time to not be the ones who judge, not be the ones who point fingers and bring to justice because God said, that's my job. He said, I will bring justice. But us as the church, how can we look inwards and say, God, help us be the love that's deafening the hatred? How can we be the love that's shouting louder than all the hatred going on in our world? So let's be the church this week. Let's be the church ongoing. Let this be something that makes us have an urgent heart to really rise up and become loud about our love. Let's be loud in our love. But we want you to know that, hey, if you've been affected by this, and all the families out there that you might be watching and you're affected by this type of hatred and and this type of of situation, hey, I want you to know that we're praying for you. All week long, we've been praying for you. We've been sobbing and crying with you. We're mourning with you over the loss and and especially over the the type of, of hatred that's come against. So, hey, we're with you in this. And I just want you to know we're supporting you in love and our thinking and and the way that we are putting our energy. But today, we're continuing a a series called Contagious. And I want to talk to us today. It's Pentecost Sunday. And you might not have known that, you know, 
but Pentecost Sunday simply means, uh, Pentecost means 50. And so it's the 50th day after Easter. And we celebrate it because it is the day that marks the time when the Holy Spirit was poured out on all. And it was the promise that Jesus made when he said, hey, I'm going up to heaven, but when I go, I'm sending someone to help. And so he said, I'm gonna send the Holy Spirit. It was the day of Pentecost. One thing you need to know is the day of Pentecost was a, a, a festival and it was a time when all people, the Jewish community, were coming together in the temple. And it, it was a time when they would come and celebrate and give thanks. Um, and so they're in the middle of this. And, and this is what we celebrate today is when the Holy Spirit shook things up. Now, the Holy Spirit is the power. It's the secret sauce of what we do. You know, it, because if we were just based on you know, being good or loving or, you know, just being full of hope even, you know, it wouldn't be enough to set us apart. But the Holy Spirit's power is the thing that sets the church apart. And Jesus, you know, he gave this command. We've been talking about this to be in the contagious church. He said, hey, don't leave. Don't go out. And in other words, wait for the gift I'm going to give you because it's going to be the secret sauce in what you do. It's going to be the power that you flow in. It's going to be the thing that sets you apart from being like everybody else. You know, you might ask like, okay, what's the difference between all these religions or doctrines or things that we're, you know, what, what, how do we tell them apart? And I, I can talk to you where we are as a Christian faith is what we believe that Jesus came and then he sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. And that's what sets us apart is that we don't work on our own. We work in the power of the Holy Spirit. So if you're ready today, come on, give me a flame emoji because he said, I'm going to baptize you in fire. So if you're ready for that fire, come on, give me some flames. Come on, if you're on Facebook, give me some flames right now. Let's light it up. Let's heat things up as we talk about the outbreak of the Holy Spirit. I see, I'm believing today that Pentecost was not just for then, but it is for right now. It is for this time. It is for you and it is for me. And I just want to ask you before we even get started here, hey, are you ready for an outbreak to happen in your life? Are you ready to see the Holy Spirit work in you more than he ever has? Are you ready to experience this contagious outbreak that makes you something that is spreadable? That wherever you go, you spread who he is is and the power of God is flowing through and the power of God is working in you, man, if you're ready, let's go. So, hey, I want to, I want to talk about Jesus because when he came, you got to know one thing right off the bat. Jesus did not come to tame the church. He did not come to tame things down, but Jesus actually came to shake things up. And I think right now in our, in our current state, things are being shaken up. Things are not the same. You know, we're finding our norm. We're finding ways to serve and love and, and still gather. Even if it's through technology, we're still doing it. But Jesus came in the midst of the mundane to shake things up. And I believe more than ever right now that he wants to do that in your life. But today, he wants to shake things up. Jesus didn't come to say, all right, let's put a leash on that. Let's uh, contain it. He didn't come to make you be in a box and to say, hey, listen, if you want to follow me, you got to stay in these parameters. No, no, no. When Jesus comes into your life, he comes to mess things up. 
to let you loose, to let the wildness of his love, his wildness of his power be effective and alive in your life. So that's what I'm going to talk today about is when he said, hey, go wait for it. Go wait for it. Go, go stay and, and wait for the gift of the Holy Spirit before you leave. And so I'm going to look at Acts chapter 1. We're going to start today off in Acts. This is when everything went down and the, the church began. I'm going to look at Acts chapter 1 verse 12. If you would turn in your Bibles with me because there's power when we read the word out loud. So today I would love to challenge you. Hey, open your word. Read with me. Let, let's read together because there's power in that. But chapter 1, verse 12 says, Then, so this is right after they said, Then they returned to Jerusalem. So Jesus had left, and he said, Hey, go wait. And he said, They returned to Jerusalem from the hill called the Mount of Olives, where Jesus descended to heaven, the Sabbath day walk from the city. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly. Come on, say that with me. Say constantly. They joined together constantly in prayer. Woo, they were waiting. But it was a position of waiting. And I want to tell you today, there's a position of waiting for what God wants to do. And maybe you're, you're, you're today, you're like, hey, I haven't felt God. I haven't felt this powerful, contagious effect that you're talking about. You're talking about this power of the Holy Spirit, but I'm not really feeling it. And so I want, I want, to, I want to show us the position of waiting, the position of being ready for the outpouring of the Spirit. And it said they were constantly in prayer. They knew where to turn to for the power. Okay, they knew where to where to turn to, and they they were praying. And I love this because they didn't actually know what they were waiting for; they just knew they were waiting for something Jesus promised. And you might not understand everything about what God's called for you in this season. You might not understand all the the theological terms and the doctrine of all that we believe in and we're hoping in. And and but but you you read the word and you know what God promised you. You heard a word at the beginning of the year and you know what he said. And that's the beautiful thing is these disciples, they hadn't experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. They hadn't experienced this amazing move of God flowing in them. They hadn't experienced uh, speaking a different language and different tongues. They hadn't been empowered in that. But they knew Jesus had promised them something. And so they were waiting. And you might be asking today, you know, how, how, do, we, how do we get that? And I, I want to ask you, what hunger are you feeding? What hunger are you feeding? And this day of Pentecost just makes me aware that, hey, there is something greater that we need to be hungry for. There is something way beyond what we've experienced right now that we need to be striving for. There, there needs to be a desire in us that grows, that we are so desperate for. That these, these men were like, hey, Jesus promised it. We're going to go to the room and we're going to constantly be in prayer and wait for this thing because we want it bad. And there's, there's such a, a thing about that. You know, when you eat sugars or fatty foods, you know, th- th- your body starts to crave it. Right. And so it's really hard when whenever you make that, you know, 2020, you know, uh, you know, you make a promise to say, I'm not going to eat fatty foods this year. I'm not going to eat sugars this year. And man, at first, your body is screaming to have it. 
Why? Because your body craves it. And what you give it, it craves. And, and it's really hard to break out of that. And, and maybe up to this time, you've been feeding yourself everything. I mean, it just it hasn't mattered. You just let into everything and, and it's the sugary thoughts, right? It's the, the fatty, fatty types of positions and perspectives. And you just allow everything in. There's no filter and you just let everything in. So you crave the things of the world. Man, you crave everything. If, if, you, if you see it, if you desire it, you see it, you want it. It's like, give it to me. And there's something that we need to do to crave his presence, to make his presence number one in our life. Say, God, we want a move of you because I believe with all my heart that we need a fire to break out in our church. We need a fire to break out in our families. We need a fire to break out in our homes. We need a fire to break out in our workplaces and our schools. Hey, right now, I believe that God wants to break out, a pouring out of his spirit to break out in a fire. And around us, we have a ton of good restaurants and we are foodies by nature. But now that we live in Philadelphia, we are even more so foodies because every restaurant you go to is good food. Come on, can I get an amen? There's so much good food. And the food is so good, you know, before the pandemic, there were lines outside of the restaurant to get in. People were waiting patiently to get, you know, uh, green eggs, uh, it was the, one of the greatest spaces, man. And you got those red velvet pancakes that were the big ones, you know? But people were waiting in line to get it. It was worth the wait. Can I tell you that the Holy Spirit power in your life is worth the wait? And you might be, you know, craving different things, but can I tell you that God wants to break out in your life something that is worth the wait? It's something that's worth standing in line for. It's worth going after. And I think even about the story, I was reminded of the story of, of the poor man that when Peter and John were walking by, he begged them for money. He, he, was, he was reaching out his hand for money. He said, sir, can you, can you spare some change? He was looking for something that was temporary when what Peter and John had to offer was so much more than the temporary he wanted. He was looking for a temporary fix. And maybe some of you today, that, that's what you get. You get the temporary fix, but then it wears off. You get the temporary joy, but then it wears off. You get peace for a little bit, you know, and we do things in our culture and society to gain that happiness and joy. You know, we go to things to try to gain entertainment. We scroll and try to feel those feelings. You know, you might have different things in your life that, that you try to feed, trying to feed. And this man was there. He was like, hey, can you, can you give me some money? I know that'll feed me for right now. And I, I love what Peter says. He says, hey, listen, silver gold I don't have. What I do have, I give you. And he, he made the lame man who couldn't walk, walk by the power of Jesus. I tell you, God has so much greater things for you than you can ever imagine. And those disciples didn't know what they were waiting for. They knew it was greater than what they had. And today I believe that, that God wants to break out something in your life, a fire that is so much greater than what you've experienced. It's a power that's beyond the level that what we know. And there might be things that are feeding us temporary, but God wants to feed us with eternal power, eternal joy, eternal peace, something that is so beyond circumstantial because we can't, we can't depend on things to bring us peace and hope and joy. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. There is none but me and where I am, I'm the Prince of Peace and he is the ultimate in that. I want to jump back to Matthew chapter three because in here we see John the Baptist 
And he was the one that was preparing the way for Jesus. And I want to jump back here just for a second because I want to show you um, what he was doing to prepare. And for us today, there might be some things that you need to prepare for the power to be revealed in your life. See, it's not something that we can just, you know, just decide one day and it's like, all right, well, it's just going to happen. There is a position to our to, to the power coming into our lives. And so I want to show us today, I want to look at the Word of God because the Word of God is so powerful. But it, it talks about John the Baptist and when he was in the wilderness preparing the way for Jesus. He says in verse 11 of chapter 3, he says, I baptize you with water for repentance. I say that word with me. Say repentance. Yeah, repentance. See, repentance means to turn the other way. It means to stop doing what you're doing currently and move towards a different direction. What John the Baptist was doing was he was talking to a culture that was going their own direction. I mean, they were doing their own thing. They're kind of on their own path. And he was saying, hey, I'm going to baptize you with water that's going to the, the waters of repentance, the waters that wash you so you can turn from what you're doing to turn towards what you need. And then he goes on and he says, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. And I love this because it shows the position of being prepared. The position is a position of repentance. It's a position of cleaning your house, of cleaning your heart and your life, of cleaning your mind to say, hey, God, show me, show me. I want to be baptized in water so I, I'm, I'm, I'm cleansed of everything that would not allow your presence to come and to rest, your presence to ignite a fire. Because ultimately, we want to be lit on fire. But right now, you might need the baptism of water. You might need to be in that space of repentance to humble yourself and say, Jesus, I need your salvation right now. I need your help. I need your conviction in my life. That still small conviction voice of the Holy Spirit to say, hey, listen, that attitude, hey, that mindset, hey, that habit, hey, those things, you don't need those. I want to set you apart because you were meant to be lit on fire. You're not meant to stay the same. You're meant to be set apart. So John says, hey, I'm going to baptize you now with water to prepare you. He said, I'm preparing you for someone who is so much greater than me. And I want to challenge us today to do that, to look internally, say, God, is there anything in us right now? Because the place of purity is the place where God lights up. It's the place where God can do his work. In the Bible, fire was always the mark of God's acceptance. When the, the, the sacrifice on the altar was right and correct, God would burn it with his fire. And that's what I'm praying today is God convict us, show us what needs to come out, what needs to be set apart. It's like a pruning process. When you cut off the dead branches, so the branches that need to live can, can thrive. And that's my prayer today is that God show us what's, what's up. Show us what needs to be changed. Show us so that we can be a pleasing place for you to light up, for your fire to come and to dwell. But God wants to baptize us in fire, in fire, not a fake fire, not an emotional high, but I'm talking today about our church being ignited with a fire that is so contagious that it spreads everywhere we go. 
that every place we walk into, every conversation we have, every time we come into a restaurant or into a place once this whole thing's over and we start meeting together, every time we show up, we light the place on fire and we light it with our love and the way that we serve, the way that we hope, the way that we give, everything is for that. What is the vaccine? I want to talk about the vaccine because, you know, right now we're looking for a vaccine for this this, uh, coronavirus, right? This COVID-19. We're looking for a vaccine to cure it. And can I say that there is a vaccine for being contagious in Jesus? You know, and it's not one that we want to take, but there is a vaccine that that takes it away. The, the, the fire of God, there's, there's something that quenches it and puts it out. It's called complacency. It's called being complacent with where you are. And I want to talk to you today, man, if you're in that space where you feel complacent, you feel like you're, you've been stuck, feel like you're not, you know, seeing what the Bible's saying alive in your life, there's, there's something inside of you that, that says, hey, something's wrong here. That's a place, of, a place of saying, all right, I want to break out. I want to receive that power. But today we're deciding, hey, we're not going to take that vaccine. We're not going to take the vaccine of complacency. We're not going to be okay with where we are because God is calling the people to be hungry. Come on, how many are hungry? Are you hungry? Someone put in the comments, say, I'm hungry. If you want that fire of God in your life, you want to take that next level, that next stride, come on, say, I'm hungry. See, I'm so ready for God to light me up. I'm so ready for God to move in my life, for God to move in our church, for God to move in these these watch parties as we start having watch parties. God, God, move in us. Move in us. Move in our groups. When we meet on Zoom, God, help it be more than just a, a meeting, but help it to be a meeting where we light each other up where your presence comes and inhabits that space. We talked about it a couple weeks ago where it doesn't matter the space, it matters what fills the space. That God, we're so hungry for you that even in our homes, even in our everyday, that you fill it with your fire. That we're not complacent. We're not, we're not settling for what we've had. We're not settling for the church we've experienced. We're striving for the church that he wants, the church that he desires, the church that he wants to light up on fire. I thought about tigers. I was uh, studying and I saw this, this little uh, stuffed animal tiger, you know, it's a little Thai beanie. His name's Stripes. Um, but I, my mind went to how we view tigers sometimes. And tiger is one of my favorite animals growing up. I mean, it's just, number one, it's cool looking because it's got all the stripes, you know, and it's just, it's huge. It's really big animal. But I saw this tin can, and this is the animals' crackers, you know, it's for the circus. But I think on the, the front of it is this big picture of a tiger in a cage, you know? And sometimes that's our view of what Christianity looks like, is we have this wild beast that we read about in the Word of God, that we see alive in Scripture. You know, we read about all these miracles, signs, and wonders. We read about the power of God. We read about the fire falling but it's really contained in this cage. And we almost treat it like, well, that's not how we are. That's what we read, but that's not how we are. And you know, the tiger, you gotta know this, the tiger is one of the biggest, in fact, the biggest cats, you know, of the, the cat species, right? So it's, it's one of the biggest, it takes down a prey that is as big as itself these things are up to about 675 pounds of pure muscle. So these things are crazy big, 
But when we cage them is when we take away the ability and the power that they were born with. Can I tell you, you were born with some power. You were born with some power. And when you came to Jesus, the Bible says that Christ is in you. Therefore, whatever you put your hand to, nothing is impossible with you because Jesus is in you. And Christ in me, I can do all things. That's what the word says. But some of us, we are okay. We're complacent with being in the cage because this is what we've seen. And, and maybe you know your family grew up like this and we all lived in a cage. Right? Or maybe this is the church you, you used to be at, you know? And so this is what we did. And this is what we've always experienced as Christianity. You know, it's Christians in a cage. And we're not experiencing the power of God that's real and alive. Can I tell you today, God wants to unleash you. He wants to open up the cage doors and let you run. Let you be wild. Let you take on what he's prepared for you. Because you weren't meant to be in a cage. You were meant to be wild. You're meant to be lit on fire. And I believe that today God wants to light you up in your space. I believe that wherever you're watching from today, that God wants to fill that space, just like the disciples were in the upper room. In fact, I want to look at that scripture uh, when, when it all happened in uh, Acts. We're going to jump ahead. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. Because in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, it talks about how you will receive power is the promise. But I want to look at Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. And this is when it happened. Okay, this is the day of Pentecost. This is 50 days after Easter. They're all celebrating. The Jewish community was in the temple. They're all there. People from all around. It's like a big festival. They're all celebrating, eating food, all stuff. But the guys were waiting. They were in the room waiting. And that's what I, I believe for today is those that are ready, those that are hungry, I'm talking to you, you, if you're hungry and you're waiting, this is what can happen in our spaces. This is what God can do in us. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them, yo, 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 you got to notice that everybody that was present got some. Isn't that beautiful? Doesn't say, okay, only those that were like special, you know, those that were like set apart. No, no, no. Those that were there, those that were hungry, those that were waiting, got it. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, God, do it again. Man, is that your prayer? That's my prayer right now. God, do it again. That as we sit and we wait, we pray, we say, God, move in our lives. God, let us be repentant. Let us be convicted of, of what needs to get out of the way so that we can be lit on fire. It says, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And that day goes on. I encourage you to read Acts chapter 2. Okay, that's a good reading for today and this week if you want to break it apart. Read Acts chapter 2. It's when God moved and he started with 120 in that room and then it spread and the church grew to 3,000 in one day. And that's what God can do. When we allow him to take the boundaries away, to take the cage away, and maybe you've been caged for a little while, but when we allow him to release us, when we allow him to be in control of this space, that he can do more than we could ever imagine.
He can do more than our abilities can replicate. He is the one who is all-powerful, almighty, and Jesus didn't come to tame you. He came to release you. So today I want to pray together. I want to pray for the Holy Spirit to fill us, to fill your life, to fill you up. But first, I want to talk, I want to uh, just pray over repentance and just pray that God would convict us of anything and, and you might be you know, sitting there and, and uh, you need to make this your prayer. Say, hey, God, show me, point it out. And I love that, that God is such a good father, that he's not this, this mean judge. He's not this big God that's, that can't wait to point it out. His heart and desire is to be close to you. And he knows that any sin that's in your life is going to separate him from you. It's going to keep him far away from you. And so his desire for you is that that sin is gone. Because as soon as that sin is gone, he can come in and be close to you. And the beautiful thing is you don't have to do all these things in order to be clean. All you got to do is accept his forgiveness. Is to say, God, forgive me. Forgive me of my sin. And in that moment, Jesus says, he said in his word, he said, I take that sin and it's just like it's on the other side of the world. I even forget it. I don't even bring it into memory. That's how much Jesus forgives you and wipes you clean. That's why we say we're new creations in God. And, and you might be there today and I want to just take a moment because you might be there and you say, hey, I want this fire. I want the fire of God. Uh, can we just start and just start a moment of repentance and say, hey, God, convict us. So I want to take a moment right now and just pray over that. Would you make this your prayer though? And, and just say, Jesus, help me. Help me to see what's in my life. And, and there might be things that you never thought about before, but in this precious moment that you allow God to speak into your life, you allow him to speak to that situation. You allow him to speak to your heart. He'll point it out in a beautiful way. There might be something you never thought about before, but today I bring to your remembrance. All right, okay, that's something I need to work on. That's something I need to deal with. That's something I need to ask God's forgiveness and then become new and step into my new life of power, that new life of being uncaged. So let's pray together today. God, we just pray right now in this moment that Jesus, you would point out all things to separate us from you. God, right now, in our spaces, in our homes, in our living rooms, in our bedrooms, if we're outside, you know, God, wherever we are right now, would you just gently just speak to our hearts? Show us, point it out, God. You do it in such a beautiful way, and you've done it to me so many times, where you point out and say, Elijah, that's not good for you. And God, I pray that right now, you would, you would do that right now, in this moment, as we allow ourselves to be vulnerable, because we trust you, you're a good father, you're, you're good hands to be in. So right now, we just convict God, just in your beautiful, precious way. Show us, show us, God. Hallelujah. We just thank you for your precious touch on our lives. Thank you for your, your whisper, your beautiful voice of love, your voice of acceptance, your voice that brings us close to you. We just thank you for that right now. I encourage you, if, if God's speaking to you right now, would you just lift that up with your voice and say, hey, God, forgive me of that. Hey, God, that, that thing that you pointed out, you know, maybe, you know, whatever it is, can you just point that out and just say, hey, God, hey, forgive me of that. Let me walk in freedom in that. Help me with that. Help me to love better. Help me to uh, turn the other way and to walk towards you. God, we just do that right now. We just pray that you forgive us of all things that separate us from you. God, take those things, cleanse us. Like John the Baptist did, he baptized in water. Right now, God, I pray that you just wash us clean. 
that we would be a holy, acceptable sacrifice. God, that we would be an altar that you burn with your fire because that's what we want. We want that contagious fire that, that burns us up with love, joy, peace, hope, all the great fruit, God of the Spirit. We just thank you, God, right now. And I just want to move into a time of just receiving who he is, just like the day of Pentecost when they're in the upper room and they're praying. And right now we're just going to take a couple minutes, but I encourage you this week to really dive in and your quiet time with God, carve moments out where you can just sit in the room and pray, where you can just get by yourself or, or maybe you wanna gather with a couple friends and say, hey, let's see what God wants to do. You know, I think there's a beauty in unity. And when we come together in that and we lift our voice together and say, God, we want you, we desire you. You know, just like the day of Pentecost, we want that fire. Won't you light us up? Won't you light us up? So I wanna pray for that right now in this moment. I just encourage you to keep this hunger this keep this desire to want more but if you would if, wherever you are can you just lift your hands and, and just say god i want to receive your fire god i want to receive the baptism of the holy spirit god i want i want all that you have in your hands and though just like the disciples you might not understand it all and that's okay because we don't have to understand it all because he does we can trust him so right now in this moment would you just open yourself up just open your heart say god i want to receive all that you have for me. And this day of Pentecost, when we celebrate the day that you poured out your Holy Spirit, God, in this moment, we say we want it to. God, pour out your Holy Spirit. Pour out your baptism of fire. Once you light us up, open the cage door. God, let us run wild. Fill our spaces right now. God, I just thank you for your Holy Spirit that's filling right now, for your presence that's filling the spaces. God, we just receive it. We receive it right now in this moment. Hallelujah, light our hearts on fire. Light our minds on fire. God, let us, let us understand who you are and who we are in you. God, that we are children of the King. Light us up, God, light us up. We receive all that you have for us. We love you, Jesus. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.